0: Today, that non-QM market or private capital mortgage space is around 2% of the overall mortgage market. We believe that that will revert over time to that 10% level, which in a $2 trillion mortgage market yields $200 billion. That's up from about 25 to $50 billion today. So there's multiples of growth there.
1: Hello, and welcome to the REIT Report. I'm your host, Sarah borgson Quito, and today we're looking at the U.S. mortgage market with my guest, Brandon Filson. Brandon is CFO at Angel Oak Mortgage REIT, has nearly two decades of experience in finance, and is an expert in the real estate mortgage credit markets. Brandon, welcome to the podcast.
0: Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me.
1: So can we start by talking a little bit about the evolution of Angel Oak, why you decided to go public last year? And where your main focus and strategy is centered.
0: So the history of Angel Oak, I mean, Angel Oak was born out of the last financial crisis, the global financial crisis in 2007, 2008, uh, based on the dislocation, you know, in the credit markets at that time. Uh, but, uh, you know, our, our founder at that time, Srini and Mike Fearman, had determined that, you know, that that kind of uh, investment strategy would only last so long. So they kind of came up with the uh, Angel Oak 2.0, which was going to be around non-QM mortgages uh, where they they created an, an asset manager, which in effect is the balance sheet for, you know, two uh, in-house mortgage companies centered heavily around that non-QM borrower. Uh, that grew to a point where the next phase of that is really envisioning a, a, pr- a permanent capital vehicle, a public capital vehicle to allow investors uh, any investor to access, uh, you know, this this credit performance of these non-QM mortgages that we believe have a, you know, a significant runway for growth that have been growing uh, dramatically over the past, you know, several years, and what we believe will continue to grow, uh, you know, fivefold uh, over the next, you know, decade or so.
1: Great, and Brandon, can you just explain quickly for the listeners what you mean by QM mortgages?
0: Yeah. So when we say non-QM mortgages, it's any any mortgage that's outside of the government uh, agencies. So Fannie, Freddie, uh, Jenny. Our um, are, are particular version of non-QM mortgages are really centered around uh, small business owners. Uh, that's uh, individuals with no W-2 income, very little taxable income, but they're generating lots of different cash. So think of this as there's maybe someone in your town that owns a, a Jiffy Lube or a restaurant, a landscaping company, et cetera, where if they were gonna go try to get a mortgage from a typical uh, lender, a QM mortgage, again, they, they're not gonna have uh, the typical forms of income documentation that are required. Uh, this makes up about 60% of our production. Uh, the other uh, 40% is made up of uh, investor cash flow loans. So those are single family rental properties. Uh, where we're underwriting not to the necessarily the borrower, but to the uh, cash flow underlying the property, and then the remaining, you know, thirty, twenty, thirty percent is uh, basically anything else that would fall outside the you know, strict guidelines of, of the GSEs in the mortgage space. That's great. And
1: how have investors reacted to the Angel Oak modelers? And is it something that takes time for the market to fully understand?
0: you know i think you know from our ipo we had a good amount of traction with uh, you know some high quality investors i mean certainly uh, going into the ipo we had uh, a lot of interest you know non qm has been one of the one of the hotter areas if you will of fixed income products and mortgage market products over the last you know 5 years uh, so there's a lot of attention in this space i think what you know as this read uh, is public for a longer time. We're about ten months into the public phase of the the, the business. It's going to take a little bit of time for everybody to see it and appreciate the fact that you know we are we are differentiated from your typical agency rate certainly, and even some other REITs that have some non-QM slice. Uh, we are you know, laser focused on that non-QM space, and really uh, Angelock itself is the leader in the non-QM space with you know the largest amount of market share. Uh, within that, so that just bleeds into you know the credit quality of what we're doing, uh, you know our expertise in not only the origination of the loan, uh, finding the right borrowers, closing them into the right loans, and then the capital markets execution of our securitization strategy on the back end. it will just take they'll take this cycle, right? And, and, and we go through now. We've, we've got some headwinds with with rising rates and a little bit of instability in the fixed income market, uh, but. You know, as we relatively, I think, believe over the next you know years or two, so, uh, outperform our, our you know a little bit more on the performance side than some of our peers. That's when the attention, I think, will draw, in, um, and and you'll see kind of a divergence, and hopefully, uh, um, uh, we'll rise to the top of that group.
1: And you've mentioned market volatility. Broadly speaking, how would you characterize the outlook for real estate and mortgage credit markets for the remainder of 2022?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, from a credit perspective, uh, you know, in, in our version of non-QM, I mean, credit should be very, perform very well. Uh, we have exceedingly low LTVs. Uh, you know, LTVs in and, and the mortgage market in total are, are down to about 25-year lows as a whole. Our, our portfolio itself has gone from mid 70 LTVs to up to 70% LTVs on loan under origination with the uh, housing price appreciation we've had over the past several years. Our, our in-place portfolio has LTVs much lower than that. Uh, we don't necessarily see uh, a, an event that would make credit not perform. Uh, so we believe that piece is going to be uh, pretty well in check. the, the, the difference or the volatility is going to come in on uh, the funding cost side and the securitization market. What we've seen in, in uh, Q1 and continuing on now into the beginnings of Q2 is just some uh, volatility in that rate market as you know both what we look at is the you know the base rate itself really pegged around the two- year swap rate uh, increased dramatically and then on our securitization front, um, where non qM securitizations are pricing uh, the spread over that two year has you know increased dramatically as well uh, it's going to give probably some margin compression uh, in the group and then obviously what we're seeing i think in in all of the resi REIT market is book value pressure uh, of their in place portfolios is you know we had you know, we have a, a portfolio at twelve thirty one of loans with 4.5% coupon on average. Uh, and today, you know, those same a same, similar credit quality loan would be closing uh, well into the mid-sixes uh, percent. So we, you know, we have some book value pressure. There'll be um, some margin compression, but we believe the credit will still perform nicely.
1: And how closely are you monitoring trends such as housing affordability, unemployment, and rising inflation?
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, really every day. Uh, we're looking at it in, in Angel Oak as a whole, you know, we're a large enterprise. We have uh, lots of experience throughout the structured credit and the consumer credit market. Um, so we have a lot of resources uh, eyeing this, uh, looking at it daily. You know, from the housing market perspective, we still believe there's there's some runway uh, on the, the residential side. We have historically low supply. Uh, that isn't going to change anytime soon. Uh, I think the unemployment market's going to be very, very muted over the next year. Uh, Housing affordability, uh, I think, you know, we certainly don't expect, you know, home price appreciation to perform in 2022 like it did in 2021 in terms of the the rate of increase, but we don't see anything where uh, we expect any kind of global or or national decrease in HPA. Uh, and, And to the extent that unemployment remains low, um, it should still support a robust housing market, uh, even if it is supply constrained, uh, probably for the next several years.
1: And where do you see Angel Oak's main opportunities for growth in the years ahead?
0: Well, it's really around uh, you know continuing this non-QM space. Uh, one thing that we always have have uh, been telling the markets as we're growing this business is if you go back and look uh, pre. Global financial crisis through the global financial crisis, and then the year after, you know, private cap, uh, private capital mortgages. So, uh, you know, non-agency mortgages, and then you know, non-QM mortgages today. Historically, uh, excluding the frothy years leading up to the global financial crisis, were about ten percent of the overall mortgage market. Uh, today, that non-QM market or private capital mortgage space is around 2% of the overall mortgage market. We believe that that will revert over time to that 10% level, which in a $2 trillion mortgage market is $200 billion. That's up from about $25 to $50 billion today. So there's multiples of growth there. We're going to reach that by reaching these borrowers. You know, Mortgage penetration rates of those self-employed borrowers are at the lowest uh, level in, in decades. Uh, meaning that post-global financial crisis, a lot of them went out of the housing market haven't yet reentered, uh, either because they don't believe they can have the, the get a mortgage or uh, no one has marketed to them effectively. So we're reaching out to those borrowers every single day. Uh, and that's where we believe the real growth uh, for Angel Oak will be. And with that growth, we'll, we'll lead into additional growth for this particular rate. And, in the, and hopefully we can uh, grow it well beyond uh, the size of it today.
1: Great. And anything else about angel local, the markets that you don't think we've touched on in these other questions?
0: No, I, I think it's you know it's certainly going to be a challenging time where rates are moving. It's going to be challenging all of fixed income and, and resi mortgage rates. Uh, as we, we move into uh, through 2022, uh, we expect, I think, you know, it's, it'll be, It would be very interesting to see as as things reprice and go on. We believe there's still many opportunities to be had in the space, and especially as the loans that we're buying get to a point where the the new coupons are, like I said, in the mid-sixes, high-sixes, back to where non-QM was, we call it, in 2019. Non-QM coupons were at 7% in 2019, and then just because uh, after uh, COVID, everybody's rates and everything kind of traded down we're, we're i think we're heading back uh into that level and we we should see maybe some more stability in the uh, market as you know the feds plans of raising rates uh raising the front end of the curve you know settle out over 2022
1: and before i let you go can i just ask you um in terms of career advice for individuals looking to enter the commercial real estate sector what
0: would you uh share with them i think uh you know if you're looking to get into the sector i think it's a it's a really good sector to be in obviously um i would just be open to opportunities and, and take opportunities as they arise uh you know they they you know, historically you know i started my career out in public accounting and got to see lots of different things so i could kind of choose my path at that point and move ahead into you know this financial uh platform so all this uh Securitization, market, financial things, are what interests me. But until uh, you know opportunities came along, uh, you know you have to to be willing to, to jump at them. And you know, even if it means uh, taking a little step back, uh, I think in terms of compensation or title, uh, it could be a very good thing if you have a, a vision of where you want your career to head. Excellent,
1: Brandon. Thank you so much for joining me today. All right, thank you. And to our listeners, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe or leave a review on your favorite podcast platform.